Akira. He's got clout. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, what up, ladies and gentlemen? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Akira the Dawn. It is I. I am in the building, uh, the proverbial building, the actual building. I'm here. I'm here. It is Thursday. It is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day to be alive here in sunny Los Angeles. And I'm pretty sure it's a beautiful day to be alive everywhere in the world. Because even if there was a tornado going on, there would be beauty in that goddamn tornado. Oh, my Lord, yes, there would. Unless it was ripping my arms off. Yes. Yes. Hey, what's going on, you bad motherfuckers? It's, uh, it's Ask Akira. It's Ask Akira. I'm here. I just fell through the studio door like I, like I often do. <laughs> I've, they keep making me DJ on Wednesdays, right? So I'll be like, I'll be DJing on a Wednesday and then, so I DJ last night till two in the morning. Then I go back to the crib at like three. And uh, then I had to work on this wave that just dropped. And uh, yeah, I dropped a wave this morning. If you didn't see, there was a new impromptu wave. All right, that's enough of that. That was, that was some of the music from the wave. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I had to like get that all uploaded and do the thumbnail all that sort of thing. So I end up getting sleep at like five and then it's like, oh shit, I gotta be, I gotta be in the studio for Ask Akira. I gotta get my ass downtown. I gotta battle through the armies of, of undead uh, to get here, but, but I do and I did. So that's a beautiful thing. And uh, yo, it's nice to have you guys here. How are you doing? How are you? How are you? How are you Liberty Snake Bear? How are you Nicole? How are you Maseroth? How are you Synapsion? How are you YouTube hero Alex? What about, what about you, Tomas? How the hell are you? Tomas Smith says, get those eight hours of sleep and stay hydrated. Gang activities only in that regard. Uh, I think I probably got six hours, maybe. So, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we definitely be stay hydrating out here. That's a very important thing to be doing. Stay hydrated. Stay wet. Stay moist. Stay damp. Stay lubricated. Stay righteous. What up, Mr. Me? Says, hey, dude, you're awesome. Yo, 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 you're awesome. Bless your soul. Robert Tully. Oh, yeah. Hey, what up, Robert? Robert is one of the, the mighty mods over on the Akira the Don Discord. You should all join the Discord if you've not. And uh, these guys have been working on a project, and I don't fully understand it, but I'm, I'm excited about it anyway. They're working on a meaning bot. A meaning bot. So that sounds very exciting and technological. So yeah, it's not just a Discord, ladies and gentlemen. It's a place where people are actively inventing new technologies to help bring more meaning into your life. I mean, that, that's amazing. What a wonderful community this is. What a wonderful community. Uh, shouts out to you guys. Round of applause for you guys. What up, you cutie Instagram side piece over there? Hello. Oh, I got a new noise on the soundboard. How do you feel about this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, he does. Uh, what up, Mexican Jumping Bean? What up, Mr. Pickle? Hey, so uh, we're voting on the next wave right now over on the Patreon. I just posted that. I'm going into uh, high, high, high density production mode as soon as this is finished. Uh, I'm going in and doing the next major vast wave, the next major vast wave. 
so you can go vote on what that is over on the Patreon. You can vote on that next wave. Will it be? What will it be? What will that next wave be? Will it be intellectual dark wave? Hmm. Will it be Jocko? Or will it be JBP Wave 7? Will it be JBP Wave 7? I mean, who knows? Could it be that it's uh, almost a year to the day since JBP Wave 1 dropped, by the way? Oh my God. Could it be? Could it be? It would appear that it is. Would appear that it is. It's almost a year to the day. Oh shit. Hey, Ben Leninger wants to know, do you dig on chiptune? Chiptune sounds are some of my favorite sounds on earth. How about that? They really are. Uh, there is, I don't know what it is, because I don't think it's a nostalgic thing. I'm not a particularly nostalgic person. There's something about the sounds used in chiptune music. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically music that utilizes the sounds of uh, 80s video games, essentially. And it uses the same chip tech, the real shit, whatever. The idea is that it uses the same chip technology that generates those sounds. And those sounds are very, very warm and pleasing. There's something very lovely about those sounds. They come from the same uh, sort of Genesis era technological thing as the 808 sounds. I mean, it's not the same technology that makes them, but it was around the same time. And it's interesting that those sounds are still used consistently in like almost all records. There was something about the stuff that was being created then sonically that was that was very, very pleasing to humans. And uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, so I'm all about that shit. All about that shit. The orchestra says Maps of Meaning Wave, a 30-hour track. Yo. <laughs> that would be a noble, noble aim indeed. A noble, noble aim. Anyone here who hears it comes out permanently sorted out. Yeah, exactly. Um, has anyone listened to the audio book of that? Is it how old? Is it 30 hours long? How long is it? Anyway, Synapsian says, are you going to be taking a break during the winter? <laughs> a break. A break, he says. Uh, here's something I'm doing. I'm currently working out schedule. I'm goddamn serious about this shit. Um, I am going to be uh, playing Red Dead Redemption 2, which means I'm going to turn into a professional Twitch streamer for like, I don't know, a month, maybe? I haven't really worked it out yet, to be honest, but I honestly swear down, I insist on playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I haven't played any video games in God knows how many years. I'll play a bit of Lego Marvel Superheroes with my son. But, uh, but I honestly believe that Red Dead Redemption 2 is a culturally important moment and will be looked back upon as a historical turning point in the evolution of humans. So it is important that I'm involved in it. It's important that I'm involved in it. So, uh, yeah, I'll be on Twitch. I have a Twitch, and uh, Twitch... Just stream SourceWave. If you go Twitch, Akira the Don, it's there. It exists. It's existed for like a while, for a while. And all it does right now is stream SourceWave, but it's it's waiting for me to go over there and do something more twitchy with it. And I believe the, the correct twitchy thing to do would be to live stream me playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And I'm wondering if there's a way I can work that into a way of generating lots of music as well. So anyone who's got any great ideas, Maybe the thing I do is I do like streams where I'm streaming, playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and also streaming specially selected uh, music to soundtrack the experience that will be that you could, other people could join in or something. I don't know. Hit me with your ideas. Hit me with your ideas. And uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that answers that question. Uh, but the I must I, I promise you, I can tell you this the uh, the output will not be slowing down. Fire. So, um, 
yeah, the the. <laughs> hey, hey, what's up? How you doing, you bad motherfucker? Lo-fi is in the building. Um, yeah, productivity will not be slowing down. There will be minimum minimum three audio releases a week, but probably more. I'm increasing. I'm increasing. Increasing. Liberty Snake Bear says Red Dead Wave. Indeed. 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 Uh, yo. What up, Lo-Fi Hokage? You bad motherfucker? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I've been listening to so much music by Lo-Fi Hokage. Whose name I pronounced wrong for like a year, by the way. I was going Hokage. I didn't even notice the, the, the link. And, uh, yeah. Akira, do you think Jordan Peterson was a lady magnet in his college years? <laughs> there, was a, there was a profile on him in Playboy this week. And one of the interesting things was about they spoke to Tammy. Tammy's wonderful. Um, I've, I've spoken to Tammy uh, on occasions. And uh, they talked to her about him. And they're, they're annoyed because he seems to be saying things that are incredibly sexist in front of her. Like, oh, women don't want a man who's useless. And they're like, how dare you? That's very sexist. And then she says something like along the lines of, oh, I had a good look at him and to see if he was the sort of man who would stand up in the face of the world or whatever, or, or you know, stand up, the man who would stand up. And when I realized he would, I married him. And that kind of ends the piece. And it's very cool. Because um, the piece kind of has a little go at like trying to kind of like, oh, he's a, he's a this, he's a that, he's the other, you know, the bog standard stuff they, they kind of use. And then she kind of comes along and kind of, like lays down the righteousness at the end like a bad motherfucker. Yo. Thomas Smith says, considering the actress that played Sam from iCarly is into him, he's a lady magnet now. Oh my God. Is that iCarly? I've never seen iCarly. All I know about iCarly is little pump uh, wants to wants to little pump iCarly. <laughs> Garrett Townsend says, where can I get a meaning wave hat? AkiraTheDawn.com slash store. Kiradon.com slash store. That is where you get all your meaning wave merchandise. So you can get a nice t-shirt like this, you can get a nice hat like this. There's t-shirts, there's uh, knuckle dusters, there's action figures, man. We got it going on. Uh shouts out to Lining. Thank you for the super chat. A hundred something. Is that rubies? Wow, thank you. Akira, PC or consoles? Also, you grandpa was in a Russian concentration camp, you said. Are uh, you of Russian ancestry? No, my, my grandfather was from Lithuania. Well, he was from Poland, but the bit of Poland that is now Lithuania. He was Polish at the time. And uh, the Russians came along and, and to his school and loaded everyone into the back of a truck and took them all off to camps uh, when he was a little boy. Yeah, so that's what happened to him. Um, yeah, that was, that was the sort of shit that was, was going down in those days. I, I tweeted this the other day, right? That was like two generations ago. Two generations ago, like my granddad in Poland, la, 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 at school with his homies, then fucking dudes come along and load him onto the back of trucks and put them in camps. What the fuck? Then he's got to go and fight in a war and drive a tank, and, like shoot at people and then escape. And like, he had all kinds of crazy adventures that we're just kind of like trying to work out. Like he was, anyway, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll look into that. I kind of want to do a wave. Akira Grandpa Wave. Yeah, but right, two generations later, Akira, like, Akira the Don is a superstar DJ living in Hollywood. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? You know, and that's, uh, that's, that's credit to him because, like, you know, he, he, he survived that whole situation. He got and, and, uh, and got to the UK after it. He got through the war and he got to the UK and he, he married a lovely lady who, who, who's some kind of, like, some kind of ethnic background that no one's not quite sure. Is she Jewish? Is she from Luxembourgian? Is she 
sort of part black. Nobody knows. She had an afro. Like, anyway, and uh, then he has a son, and the son, and the son, like, tries to better his impoverished upbringings. He's born in a slum. That's my dad, born in a slum, and he, he, uh, he raises him. So he gets a job, and it doesn't pay very well. And he has a son. He's like, how can I raise up, raise myself up, and get the future better? And he, he goes to college and become and te- becomes a, a history professor. What the fuck? What the fuck? And uh, and then me. Then me happens, and I, I drag myself out of my humble beginnings, and now I'm in Hollywood. My son Hercules uh, has a swimming pool. It's a communal swimming pool, but it's a swimming pool regardless. And uh, and he got to go to the Lego store yesterday and custom make four Lego minifigures of his choosing, of his choosing with his own money that he earned from uh, doing his his schoolwork that he does in the house because he's being homeschooled. And he get, if he does all his work and learns all his stuff, he gets $5 or $10, sorry, and then he gets to go buy Lego. That's what you can do in two generations. So my point was like, yo, imagine where your son or grandson could be if you sorted yourself out, bucko. Imagine, king of fucking Mars. King of Mars, that's what. Your son or grandson, your grandson could be king of Mars. Your grandson could be king of Mars. Right? How about that? Gang. Gang activities only up in this bitch. What up, Instagram side piece? I'm ignoring you as for normal, but that's okay because like you get to look at the side of my face delivering delivering wisdoms to the YouTube. What up, YouTube? Yeah. So um yeah. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh but as for the question PC or console, I like to game on a PS4 at the moment, at this point in my life. I like to uh sit back and go with the controller and uh yeah although it's just really annoying me bugging me at the moment because uh it keeps logging itself out and in and every time we want to play two player me and my little boy it's a pain in the dick frankly so yeah anyway anyway there you go uh lo-fi hokage lo-fi hokage what are you doing buddy what are you doing He's really good, by the way. If you guys haven't checked this motherfucker out, go check out his Instagram. He drops really cool videos, like, all the time. They're really, like, very aesthetic, very dope. His beats are magnificent. And, uh, yeah. The uh, the next project, you're going to hear a lot of his work on it, by the way. Because uh, I know I've been a bit greedy lately. I've been doing a lot of stuff where I've been producing, like, lo- all of it or a lot of it. And uh, that's greedy, right? So I'm going to – I'm opening it up to uh, other bad motherfuckers and uh, – I'm going to be showcasing more talent because there's amazing people out there. And uh, yeah, your boy Lofo Hakage. He's one of the best. One of the best. One of the very, very best. One of the very, 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 very best. Uh, Maseroth Speaks was asking where she could send artwork, I believe. Um, if you want to send anything, send it to akiradadon at gmail.com or join the Discord and you can DM me. How about that? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Lanin says, the PC Master Race does not approve. I know the PC Master Race does not approve. If it helps, I used to play Wolfenstein Wolfenstein 3D on a very, very early PC. And uh, what was the first Elder Scrolls game? And it was like tree people running around the place. Like me and my little brothers used to play that. And Dungeon, was it Dungeon Master? So, you know, I've got that shit in my, in my blood, baby. I've got that shit in my ancestry, in my background. You know, so... Uh, don't worry. Anyway, Shabbat, 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 Shabbat. I should answer some questions, shouldn't I? I should, I should, I should, and I will. Uh, from the Patreon, shout out to everyone on the Patreon. Uh, Patreon's great, going great. I think we have like 70 patrons now. We've had it for a couple of weeks. This is great. 
So thanks for that. That's very exciting. Uh, Anthony D. Page says, question for the live stream. What teacher and subject left the greatest impact on you as a young chap? Ah, that's an interesting question. Literally all the things that pop to mind are very negative. <laughs> all very negative. Um, yeah, I instantly have a flashback. I just have a lot of horrible flashbacks. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I had this one teacher. And uh, my English and drama teacher. My English and drama teacher. Now, here's the thing. At school, at school I was... Uh, I was a unique and rare individual, which meant that the, the mass of the school didn't like me, so I was in fights every single day. I was the only person kind of like me. It wasn't like there was a bunch of, like, weirdos. Like, like any movie you watch, there's, like, ah, oh, there's a bunch of, like, the kind of weird kids, and then there's the jocks, and then there's the science kids, and this, that, and the other. It was, like, I was just the, I was the only one. I was, like, the only one who actually liked music. It was really weird. But, um, so there was me. And, uh... I like my drama and I like my English and drama lessons because I like those subjects. And uh, I got to do kind of, you know, self-expression type things within those. And I was very good in those. I was like top of the class in those. And uh, so therefore, if you're top of, top of the class in the drama thing, you would expect to, uh, you know, do be, when it comes time for the annual school play, you would think, oh, yeah, I'll get a decent role in this. Yet what happened when it came time for the annual school play? which was directed and produced by my English and drama teacher, was she cast the, uh, the sort of popular jock kids who were kind of like the school had its sort of Kennedy family. I guess every school does like a family that's like a lineage family and the dad went there and the kids went there and like they're kind of jockish and they're kind of assholes and they're like get to run around and sort of like be mean and stuff. And it's kind of like every fucking, like every average, like boring movie plot. Anyway, so she gives the lead roles to all those guys. Just like they didn't even take drama. They didn't even take drama GCSE. And uh, I got some like crappy little role where I got hit in the face by a pie or something and had to embarrass myself for five minutes. And I was like, ah, so it's a popularity contest. You just got to put it in context. I mean, I didn't say that. Shelly Gonzalez said that many years later. But uh, yeah, she taught me a great lesson, which is, uh, yeah, that like, that uh, that's what will happen in life. And, uh, you know, it's, if you want to achieve something, just because you, you sort of study it or, or excel in it doesn't mean you're going to get it. You have to fucking get it. You have to go out there and get it. So I was like, all right, and I quit school and went out there and got it. I quit school at the first available opportunity. It was, I stayed there till I was 16 and left. And, uh, yeah, I missed her. I missed her exam. I didn't even go to her exam because I was living in a tent in Bomaris Woods, <laughs> and I didn't have an alarm, so I didn't wake up. And I was hitching into school at that point, so I missed my GCSE exam. And she was like running around uh, downtown, banger, looking for me apparently because she like because I was going to do well. And I thought, oh, that's nice. She cares. And then I realized, oh, it's because like her class would get like a way shittier grade if I didn't get my good grade. So. Again, yeah. So thanks to her, I, I learned a bunch of stuff of her. And um, yeah. And you know, shouts out to uh, all my school teachers of whom I have dreadful memories. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, ben Leninger says, dude, Akira Storytime Wave, 10 out of 10 would buy. Oh my God, I could be here all day. 
people have been asking me to write a book lately. I suppose I could write a book and then uh, then wave it for the audiobook version. Yeah. Maseroth Speaks, maybe Lo-Fi Hokage could make a Kira Wave, lol. Yo, he could make the shit out of a Kira Wave. He's a bad motherfucker. Um, Jack McKee says, what would Meaning Wave cinema look like? Are there any films you would be considered, considered the Meaning Wave? Well, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> I really been, I've been really getting into Red Letter Media recently. Red Letter Media is uh, one of the best channels on YouTube. And you probably know them because they did the Mr. Pinkerton Star Wars reviews. They were, that was one of the first pieces of like genuinely great long-form content on the internet. Those, uh, those reviews of the Star Wars prequels that were like as long as the films themselves and like 10 times as good. Uh, I remember watching those years ago and being amazed. Anyway, they have a whole channel and they, they, do, uh, they do basically just really, really smart, really well put together, high concept uh, movie criticism. It's an incredible, incredible channel. Incredible channel. Anyway, they dropped a new video yesterday and I left a comment on it. And let, then it's a bunch of, uh, bunch of you guys left comments on that comment and got all excited that there was crossover. And um, I wonder if there is crossover because I think great cinema, you know, is, is very important and it's uh, increasingly rare. Increasingly rare. And uh, so, yeah, Meaning Wave Cinema. I kind of like the idea of doing, A, I want to sort of score some movies. B, I want to score some silent movies. C, I've done a few waves, like I did that True Romance one, where I kind of like cut up little key points of the dialogue and made made a mix. So I've been wanting to expand that. and do, I'd love to do a lot of those, is like scheduling it. I would love to do like a wave for all my favorite movies and make little sort of like mini musical wave versions of those. So yeah, there's lots of, there's lots in that. Um, as, as for films that I would consider to be meaning wave, um, that's an interesting question. Um, I think that these aren't quite films, like they are films. Adam Curtis, he makes these documentaries that are kind of meaning wave. They're like, have a lot of music in them. They're, uh, yeah. But yeah, I'd have to think about that a bit more. But hey, uh, any ideas you guys have for that? Maybe 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 there's a meaning wave cinema thing we can do in the Discord. Maybe like there's a book club in there right now which is dope. Maybe we could have a movie club and maybe we could vote on the best one and then I wave it or something. Who knows? Who knows? So much so much so much potential for cool shit. Um what up Instagram, you cutie side piece? Uh Kinshit. Kinshit says, "Are you into philosophy? Matrix shit, Plato's cave and stuff?" Yes, yes I am. Is, this, is the short answer to that? Yes, I am. And uh, yes. Uh, Unix guy says, what is your moral and ethical, uh, what is your moral and ethical or political philosophy that you follow? Are you a classical liberal or do you enjoy Jordan Peterson's work from a moral point of view? When did you hear about Jordan? What are your thoughts on the intellectual dark web? Well, that's a lot of questions, Unix guy. I've already forgotten the first one. Um, the first one. Okay, what is your moral and ethical or political philosophy that you follow? This is a lot like the question I was asked the other week about religion. And uh, so the answer is I don't, I don't follow a specific religion, but I would consider myself religious and I have my own religion, which I would say is a combination of the, of the aspects of, of various sort of religions um, that, I, that I deem useful. And the same would be true of the uh, moral, ethical, and political philosophy that I follow, i.e. I don't follow a specific one. 
I have my own. Every man should have a code. And I have a code. And that code is comprised of aspects of, of many of these uh, frameworks for living. But I don't follow a specific one because I don't think anyone has, has written one that um, is ideal and certainly not ideal for me. You know, so that would be the answer to that. Uh, yeah, the closest, like, for example, the closest sort of religion slash uh, moral framework I came close to following was Bokkenism. <laughs> and Bokkenism is a, an invented religion by uh, Kurt Vonnegut. And, uh, but I wouldn't say I subscribe entirely to that now. That, in a, in a kind of like very, very loose way, that would be, say, closer to the Alan Watts philosophy than the Peterson. And uh, as I've said previously, I, I think there's uh, utility in both of these things. And we need aspects of both of these things in order to survive the world as it is today. And uh, that's why Peterson's work is very, very, very important right now, uh, because uh, much of it was forgotten slash uh, removed from our foundation. And we need it. And we need it. We need, um, we need discipline. We need respect for our ancestry. We need knowledge of our ancestry. We, and we need to, you know, you can't, if you don't have a foundation, you have nothing upon which to stand. And uh, Peterson is very good at, uh, at reintroducing the foundational aspects of our culture to us, amongst many, many other things. Anyway, yeah, so that's kind of an answer to that, I guess. Kind of an answer to that. The, the short is every man should have a code. And I do not think that any man should necessarily subscribe to another man's code blindly. That's not to say that if you do, that's bad, but uh, definitely, you know, go into these, like, because it's, it's kind of easy, right? And uh, if you follow another person's code, that might stop you thinking, because you go, oh, well, that's the answer to this. Therefore, if you're presented with an issue, you go, oh, well, my, um, this philosophy I follow says do this, so I'll do this without thinking about it. And if you do things without thinking about them, you can end up doing bad things, which is the problem that the, uh, the, that the extreme left find themselves on right now, is that they're all like just sort of blindly following this path, kind of unthinkingly, and it's leading them to do some really fucking dark things. And I don't think they're doing them because they are themselves dark. It's because they think they're the good guys and they're blindly following a political philosophy without questioning what's really going on. So that shit is dangerous, I believe. So there. Uh, yes. Um, when did I hear about Jordan Peterson? A couple of years ago, I guess. Probably the same as most people. Around the time uh, his students went off at him and made him famous by being crazy little despots. Those crazy little fuckers. And there was that hilarious video of him going around just being really kind of sort of patient with these absolute crazed idiots. And uh, I think that was it. I think that was it. Uh, what are my thoughts on the intellectual dark web? I think the intellectual dark web is uh, an interesting branding exercise and uh, an interesting exercise in steering the conversation, perhaps, or st steering the direction of the flow of ideas. And uh, as far as, you know, yeah, I think that's, that's it. And, I, you know, I'm working on a project <laughs> to describe my thoughts on this. So there, that will come, that will come. Uh, do, 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 do. Shabba, shabba. Uh, Slant Barty Fast, how you doing, baby? Over on Instagram says, we are the future ancestors. Yeah, we are. Uh, has anyone read All-Star Superman? All-Star Superman, if you haven't read it, it's the ultimate Superman story. It's the ultimate Superman story, written by my good friend Grant Morrison. 
there's an actually very good animated version of it that you can watch. And uh, yeah, I used it in uh, this new Elon video, which YouTube blocked. But uh, they might, I might have worked way around it. Anyway, there's an aspect of the story. It's the ultimate Superman story, and it has it has Lex Luthor in it, and um, it also has a character uh, who basically could be who could be seen as being. Lex Luthor in the future, time-traveling Lex Luthor, who's kind of become good or become useful. And uh, it's an absolutely, absolutely wonderful story. It's, I, I was thinking recently about how strange it was. As we move into this new golden dawn, this new wholesome age, one of the things I was excited about is like, oh, they can finally make a good Superman movie. Because, you know, you get, they got Zack Snyder to do these last few Superman movies and try and make them all dark and gritty and realistic. It's like the age we've just been through is the age in which Alan Moore was kind of the perfect writer because he was all like, oh, what if, what if this fantastical thing was real? Ooh, what if it was real? What if superheroes were real? And it's like, you know, take these fantastical ideas that are, take these archetypes and what if they were real? That, that was his whole thing. And that's kind of been the crux of, of the, the cultural thrust of the last age. It's a very boring idea. It's a very boring idea, but we had to go through it. Once you're through that, then you can go back into the fantastical and you can go, actually, what if we were the what if we were as good as the archetypes, or what if we were the superheroes? Rather than what if the superheroes were us at our worst, what if we were the superheroes at our best? And that's what All-Star Superman is about, and that's what the character Superman is about. The character Superman is about what if we were the best versions of ourselves we could possibly be. And uh, All-Star Superman is the story of that. I, I urge you all to read it if you have not. It's absolutely, absolutely, it might be the best comic. It's certainly the comic that to me is most uh, representative of the ideals, feelings, goals, experiences, a sort of general vibe of the, the wholesome age, the new golden age that we're, we're moving into going forward. And yeah, it's basically, if DC wants to sort itself out as a movie universe, as a movie place, all they need to do is make All-Star Superman. Just make the All-Star Superman movie, uh, get Grant Morrison to direct it, or, or, or at least heavily consult, at least heavily consult. He has all the perfect... It has the perfect balance of glory, heroism, hope, joy, wonder, uh, transcendence, uh, psychedelia, uh, sort of the, the best aspects of the Christ mythos, of uh, the best aspects of, of Western culture, the best aspects of, uh, of Eastern culture also, actually. It, it really is the ultimate thing. And if, yeah, DC could really fucking, they could, beat Marvel. They could take out that whole thing. If they just pivoted to All-Star Superman, just reboot, do All-Star Superman, I think that would be very beneficial to humanity, and I think they would make a lot of money. So that's my idea. David Uzor, thank you for, this, thank you for the super chat, says, what do you think of the vinyl idea? Any physical adaptions of your music? Really? Okay, so here we go. People have been asking me to do a crowdfunding campaign to make vinyl versions of the waves, and uh, yes, I think that's a great idea, so let's do it. So we're going to do it. So I'm, uh, I'm getting all the shit together for that. Also, I think, if pe do people want CDs? A few people have asked. Let me know if you want CDs. Let me know if you want CDs. 
Uh, if anyone wants CDs, uh, let me know, and I, I think I've got a way of doing that. Maswell Speaks says, Grant Morrison is very symbolic. Yes. His conference for disinfo taught you how to do sigil magic. Yeah, exactly. It did. It did. His conference, his disinfo conference is very, very influential talk. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yes. Yes, I sampled that on my second album. My second album opens with a sample from that actually. And that's how we became friends because uh, my pe people reached out to his people to clear it. And then he was like, oh my God, your music is amazing. You're like my favorite artist other than the Beatles. Um, and we became friends. And uh, yeah, actually this is, this is like a massive, this is the reason I live in LA in part because Grant Morrison invited me to Las Vegas to play at this Morrison Con convention. He had his own convention. And they said to him, what, what would you like musically? And he, and he said, oh, get Gerard, get My Chemical, get Gerard Way, My Chemical Romance, and Akira the Don. So me and Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance did the music. And so I, I went out to do that. And then I, I swung by LA on the way back to see my homie. And it, that's why I moved here, because that, that whole experience was so amazing and expanded my vision, expanded my thinking to be like, oh, shit, I don't need to live in London. I could live over there. It's fucking great over there. So, yeah. That's amazing. Thanks, Grant Morrison. Thanks, Grant Morrison. Uh, Synapse on stoked for vinyl. Yes. Tomas says, I doubt Hollywood can do Superman justice. They can't compliment having that level of power and not being corrupt. Well, here's the thing. Hollywood, despite its inherent cancer, <laughs> has done some amazing things. Some amazing work has come out of this town, and I believe it can again. I don't see why not. I believe it can again. Here's the thing, like, you know, aside from meaning being the motivation, money is the motivation, and yet these big, dark, horrible things keep not making money. So, you know, maybe a wonderful, joyful thing that gives us hope in ourselves as a species uh, might make shitloads of money. Maybe someone's going to punt on that. Maybe that could happen. Who knows? Who knows? Ben Langer says, I shared your JVP with a friend who's a huge Gerard Way fan. Have you publicly, publicly collaborated? Uh, we did a talk together. We did a panel together uh, in Vegas at the Hard Rock Cafe, and we, we spoke about music and stuff, me and Gerard Way and Grant Morrison and Derek Robertson, I believe. Uh, was Max Landis on that one? Or was on the other one? Yeah, and uh, so we did that. We've um, and we've we've sort of <laughs> freestyled together in Grant's kitchen uh, while Grant was playing guitar and I, I was rapping and Gerardway was um, singing and we were eating chocolate mushrooms. That was nice. That was a pleasant time. Anyway, um, Maserat speaks says Hollywood is the closest thing the states have to Hogwarts. That's very funny. <laughs> uh, Rocco Cassidy. Cassidy says, what about some DeGrasse wave? DeGrasse, you mean DeGrasse? You mean that TV show that Drake was in? What do you mean Neil DeGrasse Tyson? Mm. Neil DeGrasse Tyson's a funny guy. Did you see him on Rogan um, talking about why he doesn't have a phone case? And he was like, oh, yeah, because, you know, gunslingers. Gunslingers, why do they flip their guns around? Right, so they don't drop them. So I do that with my phone. I flip it around. I'm like, I don't know if I entirely believe you, Neil DeGrasse Tyson. Also, all these people who are like bragging on, on Rogan about how they don't have phone cases. Yo, well, it's fine to not have a phone case for your $1,000 phone if you're rich as fuck, motherfucker. Then it's fine. Then, yeah, then 
then yeah, then you can then you can brag about being the lone fucking ranger with a telephone. But uh, you know, some motherfuckers out there in the real world, they can't be taking those chances, G. Can't be taking those chances with these goddamn thousand dollar phones. Goddamn. Abe Abs Jr. says, interested in doing any ways from Carl Sagan, 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 Sagan. Yeah, I started one a while ago. I've mentioned this before. I started one a while ago as a commission. Someone commissioned me. And uh, a space agent, it was actually a company that were putting a satellite into orbit, commissioned me, and then they disappeared after I'd already started. So that was rude. But uh, yeah, so that might see the light of day one day. Kepler 186F, got to do a Christopher Hitchens wave. Oh, yes, I know. I've mentioned this before as well. I started one of those, kept making me cry. Um, that, will, that will come. This is the section of questions where people all want waves, isn't it? Brother, maybe there's some young wave out there. Zed it, 871. I drop YouTube links with timestamps, but I'm stuck on clean your room still. <laughs> yeah, join the Discord and leave timestamp links in the suggestion area for any wave requests. Thank you. Mexican Jumping Bean, what's your favorite Alan Watts quote? Uh, what's my favorite Alan Watts quote? I wonder, I wonder what you would do if you had the power to dream any dream you wanted to. I don't know, I have a lot of, uh, you know my favorite quote, and it's not quite a quote because I can't remember exactly how he said, but he said, beware of the virtuous. Beware of the virtuous. Because as Socrates said, the virtuous goody goodies are the thieves of virtue. That was it. And I don't believe Socrates actually said that. I believe Alan Watts said that and then attributed it to Socrates. And I also believe I'm saying Socrates wrong. It's Socrates, isn't it? But yeah, goody goodies are the thieves of virtue and you should be beware the virtuous. And I, I, honestly, I just think about that every day. Every day I think about that and I just see it all around me every day, every day. That's the main problem we face right now. I honestly believe it's that people think they're virtuous and they therefore think that they can do whatever they want in the service of this virtue. And therefore, they believe they can do evil, unvirtuous things, evil, evil, anti-human things because they are virtuous and they are right and they're goody goodies. And that's what that's our biggest danger. That's the biggest danger we face as a people, I believe, right now. I truly believe we must we must beware these virtuous and we must uh, we must stop them. We must stop them. We must be vigilant and we must arm ourselves with cattle prods and we must cattle prod the fuck out of the virtuous. My God, we must. My God, we must. My God, we must. Mazarov speaks. The flipping phone thing and seeing him dance is so fucking alpha. Lol, talking about Chris Tyson. He is. He's a guy. It's interesting watching him on uh, Rogan. It's interesting watching people on Rogan because you get to see who like the levels of alpha that people go through and like because Rogan's obviously quite alpha, and you get to see people trying to out alpha him, and you get to see him trying to out alpha people or de alpha himself in situations where he. He feels he should. Like, for example, when Elon Musk was on, he deliberately de-alphaed himself by wearing a pink shirt to try and de-alpha himself so as not to to um, fuck with Elon. <laughs> but, like, DeGrasse Tyson goes on there and straight up just fucking slaps his dick on Joe Rogan's desk. He's like, bam! And uh, that's very funny. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andrew Singh says... 
Mr. Don, you're an absolute inspiration to me at the moment. Where can I find an expansion on you explaining the decision to go full productivity balls out? Is it in one of your live streams? Ask Akira's. Oh, okay, there's a good question. There's a good question. And I've talked about it a bit. A bit. A bit. But a few people, a few people, a number of people have been asking me about this lately, so I believe what I'm going to have to do is make a separate video or dedicate a section to next week's Ask Akira to talk about this in detail in a kind of how-to type fashion. I think it's time to do that because, uh, yeah, we're six months in now. We're six months in. We're into month seven of my experiments in extreme hyper-productivity. And the results are astounding. The results are astounding, ladies and gentlemen. They're astounding. I began this on March 6th, was it? March 6th. The first wave that started this was the uh, Jocko wave, and since then I've released three things minimum a week, at least. Uh, I have been, yeah, um, and the hyper-productivity has been increasing, and the results of it have been amazing. And if you look at a graph of everything, whether it's my uh, YouTube views, YouTube subs, uh, Twitter activity, uh, fucking everything, right? It's a graph that looks like a drawing of the side of Mount fucking Everest, is what it looks like. It is insane. It's absolutely insane. But like everything, everything, the graph is doing that. Everything in my life, as, I, as my hyper-productivity has increased, so, have, so has everything else. Everything else, good. It's amazing. So yeah, let's, let's do that. I'll either do a separate video, separate live stream, or dedicate a large chunk of next week's to that, to answering that. Because lots of people have been asking. Lots of people have been asking. So there you go. Liberty Snake Bear says, perfect is the enemy of good. That's a very good point. I, I believe that's true. Tell me why I cry when I feel it. Says, love the channel, brother. Your effort is appreciated. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Hey, cutie Instagram side piece. I appreciate you, you, you cuties. Um, are you working on another dune wave says ro yes there is another dune wave coming up another dune wave coming up co-starring comic book girl 19 comic book girl 19 is currently uh working on her not safe for work calendar which involves her cosplaying as like crazed naked aliens so you might want to go check that out if you're into that sort of thing uh the prophet have you read reality transurfing by vadim zealand no i haven't I haven't. Maybe you should leave that in the book section of the uh, Discord as a suggestion. Thanks. James McDonald says, The Don, it's always good to see your comments show up in the, 19, the 1791 L videos. Good stuff. Yo, yeah, I love those boys. They make they just do really good work. If you didn't see the podcast last week, we had uh, Max and, sorry, Lex and Christian. <laughs> I was thinking of Max Landis then. I was, I was still thinking about him. Lex and Christian from 1791 L were in the studio. Uh, it was wonderful. And, uh, yeah, that was a good conversation. I would check that out. And they, they just have an incredible, incredibly, the most aesthetic YouTube channel of its kind by far. Their new video that came out yesterday is fucking mind-blowingly beautiful. Mind-blowingly beautiful. They do incredible work. Shout out to them. They're an inspiration to me. Uh, Fader, who's your top five people to listen to? E.g. Peterson, Musk, Weinstein, etc.? Uh, right now, my top five people to listen to are um, the Red Letter Media guys. I love listening to those guys. There's three of them, so that's three. 
yes, yes. And uh, Lex and Christian from 1791L. There you go. There's top five right today. In the past two days, they're the people I've enjoyed listening to the most in the past in the past 24 hours. Yes. Rupert Griffin says, would you consider making a video or blog post detailing your journey into hyperproductivity? Okay, yeah, I would. I just talked about that. So yeah, I would. Topher Snowman, updates on carnivore lifestyle, Don. Any particular challenges or pro tips for people trying it? I think that's going to fit in to the hyperproductivity how-to. I think it is. But hey, guess what? My wife's just started it and she's a vegetarian. So it's very difficult for her. She's doing it for a month as a kind of like reboot of her system. And she's on day five now, I believe. And uh, that's it's crazy. She's a full-blown vegetarian. like, And she's like just eating steak for a month. But uh, she's already seeing uh, crazy results. She's already seeing crazy results. I should probably get in her in here next week. I wonder if she'll be up for it. I wonder if she'll be up for it. Because uh, her perspective would be a good perspective. I'm seven months into it now. I'm deep. So I'm just a pro. I'm just in it. It's great. It's just normal for me at this point. It's normal. Uh no challenges because I'm used to it. I've got a box of steak in a bag, you know. I've got a box of steak on me at all times. Uh, if I can't get hold of steak, I'll grab burger patties. Those are the challenges, man. That's fucking it. That's it. It's easy. Just fucking eat steak, succeed. Eat steak and uh, prosper. Eat steak and prosper. That's what's up, man. Drink water. You know, gang activities only. Drink water, eat steak, prosper. I'm taking a break, a break. Oh shit! There you go. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna booze break now as well. By the way, I'm not drinking now. Uh, I had like, yeah. I mean, maybe if it, in a kind of social con- context around people I trust, but in any kind of professional capacity, I, I, which is basically all the time I'm out DJing and stuff like that. Um, drinking is just risky, man. You open yourself up to potential, potential problems. So can't be doing that. Uh, his selfishness, Akira, I've been on the carnivore diet about a month now. Had a few slip ups, but mostly consistent. However, getting so bored of meat, any advice? That's weird. I really don't get bored of meat myself. Uh, I, maybe you're not cooking your steaks well enough. A well-cooked steak is a thing of glory and wonder. And frankly, I, I just look forward to it. I look forward to it. There's also the thing of thinking, well, you know, Maybe food doesn't need to be the part of your life that's like really fucking exciting and you look forward to. Maybe you should be looking forward to and being really excited about another part of your life. Maybe. Personally, I'm like, I don't be thinking about food as like a kind of like a, I mean, I really fucking, don't get me wrong, I really enjoy my steaks. But my attitude to food is that it's like a fucking necessary function, like washing my balls. Sorry. (laughs) Or, um. You know, just drinking water. It's a necessary function, man. It doesn't need to be this, like, big, glorious, fucking wondrous ceremony thing. Just fucking eat your fucking steak and fucking prosper. Get, get you know, fucking... Because the alternative is eating some bullshit that makes you feel bad. And the rest of your life will suffer. And if the rest of your life suffers, the world around you suffers. If the world around you suffers, then humanity suffers as a species. If you're not eating the right stuff for you, then you're making the world worse because you're making yourself worse. And if everybody's doing that, we're all making the world worse. So like maybe like, you know, food being an amazing woo experience, like uh, isn't the most important thing in your life. But at the same time, you know, cook your steak right and it's the fucking best food there is in the world, I believe. 
I believe. Teresa the Kid says, does Herc like steak? He does, yes. Every time I'm eating my steak, he comes running over and asks for a piece of my steak. But I give him a piece of my steak. Sometimes he gets his own little bowl of steak. But he's not full-blown carnivore yet. <laughs> One Hit Wonderlin. Have you done any tutorials on how to use software to make Meaning Wave before? Uh, I haven't released one yet. It says, I want your skill set to become more scalable. I've mentioned this before, but I, yeah. There's kids on YouTube who'll teach you to do all the things involved in making a piece of music. So look to those for now, for now. Uh, Q, SZQ, what does Hercules think about Ghibli Studio movies? We haven't gone there yet. We're about to go there. I'm excited about that. Oh, we, we nearly did it last week, but uh, you can't fucking stream them anywhere. It's impossible to stream these things. I couldn't find them on any legal streaming service. So uh, I'm illegally downloading a bunch of them so we can watch them. Tofa Snowman says, getting into making my own meaning wave. What sample packs, other than your own, would you recommend? Or what sample producers to look into? Um, YouTube? Record store? Dude, seriously, anything will work, right? You could bang a table and sample that, and that would be good. You could go to your local charity store, pick up 10 pieces of vinyl, take them home, put one on, on the record player, drop the needle, wherever it hits, sample that. Try that. Uh, you know, there's lots of, just, it all works, man. It all works. It all works, honestly. SCQ, why does your surname sound so Polish? Well, hmm, 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 I wonder. Why does your surname sound so Polish? Because it's Polish. Because it's Polish. Because it's Polish. That's why. That's the reason. That's the reason. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that a bit earlier, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, ooh, I need to speed through this. This. Oh, okay, no, we've got like 10 minutes. Sleepy Angel. Would an Asa, Asa Akira feature make sense on a future podcast? Yeah. Do you know what? Eric Weinstein suggested that. <laughs> Eric Weinstein suggested that. Uh, so, and she does follow me on Twitter, actually, so maybe I should holler at her. I think she would be a good podcast guest, yes. Uh, here's the thing, yeah, I have, I'm, you know, the Akira the Dawn podcast, we've done three episodes, and uh, we're going to be doing more. Ultimately, I would like to expand that to being a thing that's weekly. At the moment, you know, keeping schedule on the meaning waves, therefore, is my priority, is my priority, keeping the content schedule going. And so I haven't like made time to chase guests so all the guests i've had they've just been natural things that occurred comic book girl 19 was in the studio anyway so it's like oh let's do a podcast eric weinstein wanted to come hang out in the studio so it's like let's do a podcast 1791l wanted to hang out let's do a podcast so it's all been very natural but if anyone has any ideas of people i should talk to or if anyone has any hookups with people i should talk to uh please let me know please let me know Synapsian, Dr. King once said, we are called to have both a tough mind and a tender heart, and we must be careful about when to apply each one. What are your thoughts on the balance of toughness, toughness and openness? This is, yes, exactly, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's why he was more successful than Malcolm X, because that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, that's why I think that, for example, uh, you know, say, say Trump being an asshole, isn't necessarily a bad thing of itself. Having an asshole in charge isn't necessarily a bad thing because sometimes you need toughness. Sometimes you need an asshole. And sometimes you need the opposite. Sometimes you need a kind, gentle, 
That's why the, the balance of the masculine and feminine is so very, very important. And that's why the current totalitarian weirdo push to turn women into men and or turn everyone into this like mass one glob thing that just is the same and does the same is so fucking idiotic and moronic because that's completely unbalanced. And everyone's watched Star Wars. We know that balancing the force is just really fucking necessary. So what the fuck are you doing, you weirdos? Jesus. Uh, hey, DA, thank you, for the pay- thank you for the super chat. 9.20 a.m. my son was born. No shit. Today. Hey. Yo, congratulations. Weston. Congratulations, Weston. Just woke from our first nap. Oh, my God, that's amazing. That's sick. Congratulations to you. I remember that so well. Oh, my God. It was so, I was, we were so knackered. We had, Hercules was a home birth. And, uh, yeah, he, we had him in the house. It was fucking nuts. I was DJing. <laughs> Charlotte's, like, fucking leg up on the toilet. Ah! Fucking grabbing onto me, like, fucking... I thought she was going to crush me through the floor. And then afterwards, it was also just ridiculous. It was, like, just ridiculous elation, glory. and so tired. Oh, my God. We, we all fell asleep together on a beanbag with this tiny creature that we were suddenly responsible for the protection of. Oh, my God. Yo, what up, Weston? Welcome to the world, you bad little motherfucker. Uh, I'm very, very glad you're here. I'm excited for what's gonna ha- what you're going to do. Like, you might be king of Mars. Might be you. You might be king of Mars, Weston. You might be king of Mars. And uh, if that's the case, I look forward to uh, working with you on, uh, you know, making the galaxy... Uh, 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 an even more dope and meaningful experience for everybody. And uh, yeah, thank you for being here, Weston. You bad motherfucker, you. Yeah, Weston. Yeah. Hey, uh, Topher Snowman, Akira, you seem to follow Dr. Peterson's I Act As If God Exists philosophy. Can you give, your be- can you give us your best description of the God you act as though exists? What's your favorite Christmas carol? <laughs> what? That's funny. That was random. Well, the uh, the God, the God you act as though exists. Well, yeah, that's an interesting question. And um, the uh, this is a bigger question than now perhaps has time for. But here's the thing: like I, I mentioned this earlier, and I think about um, Superman a lot, and I think of. Uh, I think of the the ultimate version of us, the ultimate version of us, the ultimate cosmic version of us, like us that could transcend all of our suffering and all of our constraints. I think of that. And I think of what that would think of me, you know? And then I, th- and then I think I need to do better. I think so. That's that's one way of looking at it. Uh, that's one. Well, that's one way. That's one way I look at it. The ultimate, fully realized, fully actualized, entirely transcendent potential of us, and then what they would think of uh, of what we're we're doing right now. Yeah. So, Peppers, would you visit other podcasts if they were to have you on, like? 1791 L's Podro in America or Beauty and the Beta? What's Beauty and the Beta? I don't know that one. But yes, the answer is yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to have me on their podcast, hit me up. I've done a few, actually. I've done a few recently. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, uh, it's important that we mingle. We get out there. 
And, uh, you know, I like these crossovers, these crossover events. It's very exciting. H. Holland says, my opa was a POW and came to Canada with nothing but his wife and first child. Not my mum. He worked hard but didn't sort himself out emotionally. So don't forget to reflect on your mental health where you clean up your room, boyos. Yo. Shabbat, sh Shabbat, racks. Yeah, that was the same my grandfather. My grandfather didn't sort himself out emotionally, but I don't think there was even, people even thought about that sort of shit back then. You know, he was a bad mother. He was a hard individual. He was a stern individual. He was, uh, you know, he was, you know, he was in a fucking war. Jesus Christ. I think we're very, right now, one of our amazing blessings. By the way, I've uh, recently been substituting occasionally, like, you know, privilege. Privilege as a word has been ruined by weirdos. It's just been absolutely ruined by ideologue weirdos. But uh, here's a better word. Blessing. Blessing. I think of things as blessing. Privilege is blessing. Blessing. It's blessing. Blessing. Also, it's a good word because, like, yeah, it's just, it's just a much better word. Also, it would probably, like, trigger such people, <laughs> which is good to do. It is actually good to do because uh, one, 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 one way of thinking about triggering is, is, is it's a, a disruption and might make you think. Hopefully, maybe, 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 maybe. Can we make these people think? Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, so one of the blessings of being alive now is uh, you've got the ability to think about sorting yourself out. You've got the, the comfort. You know, you're, uh, you get these things, they're cheap. You can just drink loads of this and not die. Wow. You know what I mean? You've got fucking electricity and shit. Got like a house. You know, you fucking you're out you you're, you're out here in your house with your bottles of water. Uh, you got you got your shoes. That you got your uh, you got your clothing. You got your garments. You know, you've got fine garments over you, and uh, you're not hungry. You know, and that means you've got time to think about shit like that. That means you've got time to think about shit like that. That means you've got time to get emotionally sorted. Holy shit, motherfucker. That's crazy. That's crazy. My granddad have that. My granddad ain't have that. He was too busy worrying about fucking driving a tank. Shit of that nature. You know what I mean? So that's dope. So shouts out to everybody out there who's, uh, you know, living in the lap of Lux with, uh, you know, this is like a dollar or some shit. Look at all this water. It's like a dollar. It's like a fucking dollar. And you just drink it and you feel good. Fucking amazing. Amazing. Peak times. Peak. Hey, Marta. Marta Bleeds. I'm probably butchering the shit out of your name. you got an umlau above the A. But anyway, she says, just got my confront the dragon, get the gold shirt. Love it. Yo, that's wonderful. I'm happy. I'm happy you love it. And uh, yeah, I love you. Love all you bad motherfuckers. Look at you. Look at you. Mazarov speaks. She says, I just wanted to thank you for your mixes. You helped me get back on the tablet drawing again. Yo, that's a beautiful thing. Shouts out to everyone drawing on tablets. My grandfather could not draw on a tablet. There were no tablets to draw on unless you were fucking Moses. That was, a, and that was a long time ago. And you know, Moses was only able to draw on the tablet because, uh, you know, he, he went through a lot to get to the point. He went through a lot, you know, prior to the being up that mountain business. And he had a lot of people hanging out with him and shit. You know, he had a lot of support. Hey, the guy Nate says, any jobs out there trying to move to LA from Northwest? Yeah, there's loads of jobs in LA, but guess what? There's jobs everywhere. Guess what? We're in the future. Guess what? You could start a business on your phone. Guess what? This is the greatest time to be alive in the history of humans ever. Guess what? Guess what? You could uh, you could go on Craigslist and pick up a sofa and then uh, for free and then go sell it. You could do that all week and make like four grand. It's true. It's true. It's true. Shout out to Gary V. He's uh, he's a useful character out there. He's giving people lots of advice like that. 
It's practical advice. We need practical advice out here. You know, we need practical ways. Practical ways to make money, practical ways to self-actualize, practical ways to like stay out of the system that would corrupt us and turn us into ideologue moron slave robot twats running around being upset, getting upset on Twitter, crying, crying, getting fucking just getting really emotional and upset about shit that's out of our control. That's what they would have us do, but we're not going to do that. Guess why? Because we're bad motherfuckers, because it's the peak of recorded human civilization. Because, because we're alive, motherfucker, we're here. And it's wonderful. It's the most wonderful it's ever been. And it's about to get even more wonderful. How about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Larry Sweatman says, what do you do to maintain your level of focus? I just keep focused. I don't stop focusing. That way it's easy. You just don't, I don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Keep moving like a shark. Meaning is the motivation. Keep your body in good condition. Eat steak. Uh, drink water. Like, be nourished. Sleep enough. Sleep like eight hours. You know, do that shit. Uh, love, of a fun, love of a beautiful woman. For me, or man, maybe for you, or, or maybe, no, no, don't, no, don't, no animals. Uh, you know, meaning is the motivation. I feel the meaning in my life is, uh, is my family, it's you guys, it's, uh, it's making the world a better place via my, my blessings. My blessings are the way that my talents that I've managed to, that I've worked very hard on over the course of, of, of decades uh, to get to this point of being able to do this shit. So uh, these blessings, I'm using these blessings to try and make the world uh, a more, you know, just push it closer to heaven. Push it closer to heaven. That's what we're out here doing. And uh, that's, that's what you do, man. And if you do that, if you do that, it's easy to be focused. It's easy. It's easy. Because you just, what the fuck? Why would you be distracted by some weird, unnecessary shit when you've got that much meaning in your life, man? So thank you guys for being here and providing meaning for me, you bad motherfuckers. Yo. 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 Jack Farr says, I just read 1984. My brain hurts. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck. That's a horrible book. It's a horrible book. It's a horrible book. It gets classified as science fiction, but it's actually a horror story. It's full-blown horror. It's just a dark, terrifying, upsetting, miserable thing. And uh, yeah. Yo, that's the future they want for you, baby. That's what they want for you. That's what you've got to... That's why you got to, uh, you know... That's why you got to actualize. That's why you got to find the meaning. That's why you got to not click the trending topics. That's why you've got to, uh, you know, develop your own code, develop your own way of being, a way of thinking, so that you do not become a puppet to somebody else's weirdo ideology and weirdo anti-human agenda. That's why. Uh, oh, it's bye bye Instagram, cuties. Uh, do, 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 yeah, 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 anyway, stumbling towards the kingdom of God, exactly, Mazarov says, I bet if you sent JBP some of your mixes and requested an interview, he'd do it, yo, he's, by the way, he's, 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 he's on the train, he's on the train, we're in touch, and yeah, something's coming up, but I don't want to spoil anything, so, Something's coming up. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's it's time to go. It's nearly time to go. Uh, yeah. Oh, Brandon Alfisi says today is my birthday. Can I get a shout out? Happy birthday to you, Brandon Alfisi. Happy birthday, you bad motherfucker. Happy birthday. I'm glad you're here. I'm very glad you're here, and I hope you're here for many, many, many more years. Um. Shouts out to you and shouts out to your ancestors. I'm, I'm, I hope they're proud of you. Pretty sure they are. 
because you're here. And this is an incredible community, an incredible community of just fucking bad motherfuckers. Everyone's so nice. Everyone's so cool. Everyone's so considerate. Everyone's so, uh, so bad motherfuckery. So bad motherfuckery. Smurf says, uh, JBP tweeting about your music made me check it out. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Eccentric Naturalist says, Akira, my boy, how do you transcend the mundane in the day-to-day routine and keep in touch with greater meaning daily? Well, I don't know if there is any mundane. There's meaning in everything. Yeah, that's an interesting question. That's an interesting question. I'm I'm just very focused. I'm just very focused. And uh, like, you know, we'll talk about this next week because we're going to do a big show about it and I'm going to break it all down. Break it all down, how I decided in the uh in the at the dawn of in the spring was it of 2018 to enter the zone and never leave but that's the thing that's what this is what i did that's what you do if you get in the zone everything's magical notice pay attention to synchronicity right you any one of those you know that you see those that means you're on the right path that's magic in the world and just the more of that you see, the more of that you see. The more of that you notice, the more of that you see. The more of that appreciate, the more of that you see. The more magical things become. And then suddenly, is there mundane? There, there is way less mundane. What's mundane? Brushing your teeth is that mundane? But that means you're alive. You got out of fucking bed. You get to have another fucking shot at bat, which is the day. So how is that mundane? That's that's magical. If you're on your way to do something amazing. That's exciting because, like, you're on your way to do something amazing. So uh, I'll think about this a bit more and we'll go deep next week. Deep, 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 deep. Uh, Massive Zapank, butchering more names out here. Shouts out. Your JBP mixes reminds me to reminds me to Baz Luhrmann's. Everybody's free to wear sunscreen. Listening in my early days. Hey, yeah, yeah, that was that was a great record. That was a big record, and yeah, there was definitely. A similarity because that was a guy talking over some some what sounds like trip hop. Yes. Okay, meaning bot after the stream. Meaning bot. The meaning bot is kicking off. Well, I don't, I don't even fucking know what this is. Sounds exciting. There's some meaningful technology to kicking off in the Discord directly after the stream. So get over to the Discord. Also get over to the Patreon and vote on the next wave. Uh, immediately because that's going into production almost immediately uh go vote on the next wave on the patreon join the discord check out there's there's a bot oh my god oh my god a bot a bot all right one last question kyle lloyd what does the wave mean to you yo yo meaning is the wave meaning is the wave therefore the wave means meaning meaning means all of us right now at this incredible period of hitherto unimaginable luxury, potential, and opportunity together striding forward into a future, a glorious future where we are a space-traveling people, where we are an actualized, realized people, not bothered with petty squabbles, not bothered with petty concerns like race or ideology or whatever the fuck. We're not there thinking about these things. We're out there in the stars building a more meaningful universe, an even more meaningful universe. That's what we're doing. We're we're together. We're transcending. We're, 
we are, we're all Superman. We're all Superman. We're all the best potential version of ourselves. All of us, millions of us, billions of us, billions of fully realized Superman people out there gloriously existing in meaning. That's what the wave means to me. And uh, yeah, so there you go. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. I'm very, very appreciative of your presence, of your time, of your energy. You're bad, you, 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 you're a bad motherfucker. And I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. I'm Akira the Don. What do we know about Akira the Don? He's got clothes. Yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs>